Hello everyone, welcome to our podcast, Change Educating. In Change Educating, we are committed to making our contribution to the United Nations Quality Education Goal. For that reason, this podcast aims to provide high school students and teachers having difficulties with the education process during the pandemic with strategies and tools to facilitate the adaptations to new ways of teaching and learning. In this chapter, we will start by providing background about this global issue. In order to provide an answer to the question, what is happening with education worldwide, which is the which is the title of this episode, we must begin to understand what quality education means. My name is Andres Felipe Padron Villafañe. I'm a law student. And today here with me, there are- Ana Parra, I'm an international business student. Hi, I'm Sarah and I'm studying international relations. It's so good to be here with you guys today. So Sarah, could you please tell us a little bit about what the concept of quality education means? Sure, Andres. I think it's uh, an essential concept, right? So what is quality education? Quality education is that which enables people to develop all their attributes and skills to achieve their potential as human beings and also members of society. In the words of the Dolores Commission at the UNESCO, Educating is at the heart of the both personal and community development. Its mission is to enable each of us, without exception, to develop all, all our talents to the full and to realize our creativity for our own lives and achievement of our personal aims. So the fourth of the Sustainable Development Goals, which is quality education, it's mainly focused on ensuring inclusive and equitable quality education and promoting lifelong learning opportunities for all of us. Nevertheless, the approach has changed since the arrival of COVID-19. And from this scenario, the United Nations has shifted its, its focus to finding innovative solutions where students and teachers also can work together to ensure quality education in times of the current pandemic. So once we have this concept clear, I think we can talk about the education landscape before and after the COVID-19 right? Thank you so much for that clear definition of what quality education means, Sarah. So to get you guys with a little bit more of context about quality education, we need to talk about education before COVID-19, since what we're trying to do is to improve education during COVID-19. So education before the pandemic was already facing many challenges in fulfilling the promise of education as a basic human right. Despite the near universal enrollment at early grades in most countries, an extraordinary number of children were out of school and nearly 800 million adults didn't know how to read nor write. From a financing point of view, the challenge was already very daunting before COVID-19. The early 2020 estimate of the financing gap to reach this sustainable development goal, which is quality education, in low and lower middle income countries was a 148 billion annually. It is estimated that the COVID-19 crisis will increase this financing gap by up to one third. So Anna, could you please carry on with education after COVID-19? Yes, of course, and thanks for that interesting information. So COVID-19 has been a worldwide disruption and has greatly affected education. According to the United Nations, before COVID-19, progress towards quality and inclusive learning 
as Andres said, was already slow and not very hopeful in terms of the goals set for 2030. The pandemic impacted nearly 1.6 billion learners in more than 190 countries in all continents. To decrease the spread of the virus, schools worldwide had to suspend face-to-face -face classes, affecting 94% of the world's student population. Education centers and teachers had find new ways to continue with the education process, which of course involves online classes. In this sense, this recent approach stimulated innovation in this sector, but it also came with new challenges that we are still facing today. The pandemic made visible previous problems in the education system and increased them. As stated by the World Bank Group, one 1,600 million children were not attending school during the epidemic peak. In December 2020, there were still nearly 700. Besides, educators do not have the necessary training to effectively teach and motivate students remotely, especially in vulnerable communities. The problem of coverage and access to the internet further hampers the learning process. Another interesting and important question that must be answered in order to understand the current situation of the education worldwide is, what are the most affected countries? So now that we know that the COVID-19 pandemic has created the largest disruption of the education systems in history and that closures of schools and other learning spaces have impacted many students, It is necessary to mention that up to 99% of these students are in low and lower middle income countries. So the ability to respond to school closures and education changes dramatically with the level of development. For instance, during the second quarter of 2020, 86% of children in primary education were out of school in countries with low human development compared with just 20% in countries with very high human development. That means that underdeveloped countries are struggling more. This can also be justified by areas where there is no internet or a sufficient body of educators. In Latin America and Sub-Saharan Africa, for example, the access to technologies for remote learning is very limited. As for some of those low-income countries, and according to the UNESCO, In 71 countries, less than half of the population has access to the internet. Now that we have this clear, can we talk about how are nations facing these challenges? Sure, yes, Anna. Um, I think now we have clear uh, that access mainly challenges that not only nations, but each individual has to face, right? So it comes to be that international and also financial institutions such as the World Bank Group have been actively collaborating with ministers of education and also intergovernmental organizations to provide support and technical advice in order to improve countries' competitiveness. And this is to develop and implement remote learning strategies. It is necessary to know that not all countries, as we can imagine, Um, has the same response to the educational situation due to the COVID-19, right? Countries like Mexico and Latin American countries in general, we can say, um, where social inequality and the technological gap is evident, 
governments have implemented alternative education through media such as television and even radio for the population with the greatest scarcity of resources. Governments are also increasing access to digital content for children where possible. And we have to we have to take that into account. Initiatives include negotiating with telecommunication companies to subside connectivity. Is the case of North Macedonia, Kyrgyzstan, who provide free low-cost SIM cards for not charging data costs for education content. In some countries, governments and other education actors are delivering services such as radios, as we said before, and secure digital SD cards for mobile phones that are preloaded with audio content to families in those hard-to-reach areas. However, and due to the lack of access to technologies for the remote learning section, digital channels seems to be not enough to reach all children, especially the most disadvantaged.